across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. Listen up, Rockstar Nation. I am going on three years now doing this podcast, and you know I've had uh, well over 300 guests on here, and I hope you guys have learned a lot. I know I have learned a ton, and, and even though we try to get to all meat and potatoes and have people give actionable content on this podcast, there's only so much we can do with one interviewee and uh, there were a couple of things that I seem to find that real estate industry, uh, the sales industry, it, at least in my opinion, was yearning for. And one of those is a hyper, hyper, hyper focus on the listing appointments. I think there's a huge frustration out there from agents that, you know, quite frankly, lose listing appointments. It's It, it can ruin your month. One lost listing especially if it sells right away and it's a decent price can ruin your month might even ruin your year it's a a kick in the gut and nobody wants to feel that and i think that a lot of people want to be empowered better and there's very few courses on how to you know put on a superman cape and go in there and and take the listing every single time so what i did is i interviewed eight top agents from around the world i've got five different companies represented all have been on this show so you guys know them you know, I've got Jeff Quinton, I've got Nate Martinez, Jeff Cohn, I've got Rachel Adams out of Sacramento, California, uh, Brendan Payne, Aaron West, Dan Grieb, and Saul Z. All, all super agents, all rock stars. Just completely pull back the curtain and let everybody, a camera, see how they do listing appointments. And so what I did is I took these and I broke them up. It, it was evident that everybody's listing appointment pretty much broke down to six steps and we took these six steps and broke them down into more sub chapters then we created quizzes uh, that go along with them and a certification and we're calling it uh, the listing appointment certification and it's in the finishing phases now Uh, I don't have it for sale and so what I thought I would do is since I haven't spent a dime on marketing yet I will take the marketing fee and the marketing amount normally spent and just discount it for anybody that wants to sign up for it prematurely before it comes out. You don't have to pay anything now and you don't have to buy it. Just let me know now that you could consider buying it in the future and you'll get uh, 50% off. I'm going to sell for $4.99 as soon as I make it uh, public and then I'll give it to you guys for $249, 249 $249. All you got to do is send an email to rockstar at hybin.com, rockstar at hybin.com. I'm also uh, creating a another product with Jeff Cohn, which is a team building product. We don't have the details of the price of that yet, but if you're interested in that, just put uh, also interested in Jeff Cohn's uh, product in the email as well. Just also interested in the team building product as well. So... I hope to get your emails and look forward to calling you a certified listing agent and a certified team agent in the future. (music) 
All right, Rockstar Nation, we have a great guest today coming from Dallas, Texas. Mr. Anthony Graham is on the phone, and Anthony is knocking things dead there in Texas, and I can't wait to catch up with him. So without further ado, Anthony, welcome to Pat Hyben, interviews real estate rock stars. I appreciate it. So why don't you give our audience a little background on you, Anthony, so they can get to know you better. Sure, absolutely. I got uh, started in real estate at the age of 23 years old back in 2007. Um, watched the bottom of the market fall out and um, my head spun for a couple of years in a row, but learned how to sell real estate in a struggling, distressed market and um, then was obviously poised for the turnaround. Um, we've got three agents on the team now. I come from a background that's that's mainly internet driven. Um, we don't do as much sphere of influence selling as we do generating leads, following up with those leads, and and selling homes off of our internet platforms. Um, and so we got about nine nine years of experience, and I got three agents under the team right now, and um, we're we're poised to do bigger numbers in sixteen than we've done so far. So that's here. awesome. So tell me about fifteen. So like, how many houses did you sell last year? I did forty personally last year. Okay. And uh, just under, right under $12 million, um, $11 million in change. We cleared uh, just a little, with 318000 off of that and um, do about 65 to 70% profit margin on those numbers. And, and that's pretty good. Now, the agents on your team, did you just add those or how long have you yeah. had those? Yeah. Actually, I had one that joined up May of last year. Um, he's a younger guy. He's 24 years old, kind of still getting his feet wet. And then um, I added uh, Tammy uh, at the beginning of this year. Uh, she was about mid-January. And then I just added Desiree about two weeks ago. And um, so they've each got, you know, less than two months experience under their belt. And um, they're kind of on a fast and furious pace. They're doing really, really well right now. So a lot of people ask, you know, at, at what point do I hire my first buyer agent? And what you can see here is Anthony you know, was doing about uh, three deals, right? Three deals a month um, on his own, 100% on his own uh, before he started adding. And uh, now he's added three, uh, one for about six months and then two very recently. So what are you doing now differently that for nine years or so, eight sure. years, you were all on your own, 100% solo agent. What are you doing differently now and how's the adjustment coming? Well, so much of, of running a team, you have to take a backseat to some of the stuff that you're doing. I, I don't, I, you know, I still do a, a good amount of the business and we are still um, doing really, really well. But now I kind of see my position with the team as a rainmaker, um, somebody who now my job is not only to close real estate deals, but also to find additional business for the three agents that are on the team just to make sure that they don't have these wild ups and downs um, that I experienced in the first couple of years that are so difficult to get the longevity in this industry because of the roller coaster effect. Wow. Okay. All right. So, so take me back to 2007 when you started out, how did you not quit? Like how, how many houses did you sell first off your first year? Uh, so I didn't sell my first one for seven months. And then my first year I, I totaled six. Um, so I did another six in my, in my second half of the first year. Uh, but my total income was only $19,252. And so it was really, really hard. Um, I'm very hard-headed and stubborn, and I knew that I could do it. It was frustrating to me that I was as unsuccessful as I was the first year to the point where 
we got some extra systems on the team. The second I worked for a team, I worked for a heavy hitting team at the time. Um, and we got a system in my second year called Tiger Leads. And this was in 08. And I was able to kind of transfer my thought process and the way that I sold and then the way that I generated business as well to, to do, I did like 6.8 million in my second year um, in real estate. And so I had this paradigm shift of, you know, here's how hard it was my first year. Here's my second year. And I have a support system and a lead gen system. And it wasn't easy by any means. I was still putting in 80, 90 hours a week, but it was better than banging your head in the wall into the wall like I did my whole first year. And so I attribute a lot of my success and then kind of how I've run my business and my team since that point um, based off of me realizing how I can capitalize on the online lead generation. Okay, so let's talk about that. So everybody's trying to, quote unquote, capitalize on the online of course, leads, right? So, um, what are you doing differently um, that's allowing you to make commissions from it? Sure. Um, one is, you know, everybody can find leads and sell you leads, and in my opinion, the number of leads that you get is irrelevant. It has to do with the quality of leads. I'd rather get five quality leads per month um, that I know I can maybe close three or four of them then get 500 unqualified leads that creates extra, you know, 100 hours worth of work on a monthly basis to then just be spinning your wheels. So we have focused on testing and tracking every lead generation system that we've ever used to determine, you know, this is a baseline for success. These are better. These are worse. We've increased our marketing and spending budget on the ones that work really well. Um, but again, you can get leads from everywhere. In my opinion, the support system that you have for the back-end tracking and following up of those leads is paramount, far more important even than where your leads come from. And so we have always used um, Tiger Leads Solutions as our back-end CRM system to manage uh, our follow-up for those leads. And it helps us out significantly. And I think that that's really where we can place a lot of credit for the success on the online lead gen. So a lot of people will say, hey, if you want to do, if you want quality leads, you, you got to make the barrier of entry harder, right? You got to ask for email, cell phone, whatever. And if they say, hey, I don't want to give that, then screw you. Because otherwise you're just going to get, if you're just asking for first name or only email, then you're just going to get crap leads, right? It's not going to be three out of five. That's unheard of quite frankly. So how are you getting, you know, what, what exactly are you doing? Things like so the that. The main like thing that. that we use is realtor.com. Realtor.com has used the last two years of their marketing um, nationally to try and prove to the consumer that their information is more valid, accurate, and correct than any other platform out there. That just in general seems to attract a more qualified, ready, willing, and able buyer. And then the people that inquire off of those listings that are then on realtor.com generally turn out to be better buyers um, for us, more, more qualified, more ready to go. Um, we've used all of the other national platforms, name a few, you know, Zillow, homes.com, trulia.com. Um, and we have just found that it is easier for the consumer to find older, outdated listings and inquire upon those platforms, which then is not a good lead to us. Um, if they're inquiring about a property that's no longer available or a property that was never available, that's a difficult phone conversation when you do get that lead on the phone versus knowing that the leads that are coming in are at least coming in off of 
real properties and valid active properties off of realtor.com, we get the reception of our phone call and us reaching out to help out is, is far better than some of the other platforms that don't offer um, as up-to-date information. So uh, essentially what you're saying is some of these other services have things like make me move, right? Yeah. Whereas Zillow can, can say, hey, you know, if I can get a million dollars for this $500,000 house, I'll move. Uh, and they put their price out there and they have foreclosures and they might even have, you know, potential foreclosures yes. and for sale by owners and, and things like that. And what you're saying is you might get a lead on any of those things. And come to find out the FISBO doesn't want a co-op or the make me move is like ridiculously overpriced or you can't find it, you know, you can't find any of them in the MLS. And what you're saying is if you go straight to Realtor.com, that's the only thing that they're putting on Realtor.com is active listings. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And then in turn, what we found on some of the other platforms is those platforms want to offer as many homes to show their consumers as possible. So they frequently will allow the consumer to find homes that have already sold that are actually in pending status. And Realtor.com allows them to do that too. It's that Realtor.com notifies the client better and, and it, it labels it better as, hey, this is not available. So we don't get as many inquiries off of homes that are already sold on Realtor.com. Whereas some of the other platforms, what they really want to do is get the consumer to continue to visit their site because they have more homes than the next site. But the reality is, is that those homes are no longer available. Well, they don't advertise that to the consumer. The consumer is under the impression that it is available. And then they inquire, we pay for that lead. We call, we say, hey, it's under contract. And then they don't want to have anything to do with us because they feel like the information that they were given from the beginning was incorrect. Yeah, the old bait and switch, right? Absolutely. So we've just found that the, the more accurate information that the consumer can get, generally speaking, the consumer and the lead that comes off of that is a higher quality lead from there. And then you take it a step further. I've seen you quoted in, in a couple of things online. You talk about relevant follow-up versus just follow-up. But tell me about that. What's that mean? Sure. Well, I mean, most agents understand that, hey, I get a lead and all of your bosses, all of your mentors tell you that you need to attack that lead immediately. And we do the same. Uh, you know, people say, hey, in under five minutes, we say it needs to be in under 30 seconds. The quicker that you can get a hold of the client, the better chance that you've got at selling it. But the reality of human society is that we have turned into a, a society that is interested in instant gratification. So the quicker that you can provide that instant gratification, the better chance you have it at converting that lead. But from there, frequently you'll make that initial phone call. Maybe they're not ready. Maybe they're six months, 12 months out. Maybe you didn't get them on the phone. You've texted them. You've emailed them. They don't respond to anything. Well, at this point, our Tiger Lead system, we generate the lead through our Tiger CRM system after it comes off of Realtor.com. It sets up automatically an auto email based off of the home that they inquired on. So if they looked for a home that was 400K in Plano, then our system will set up a search from 350K to 450K in Plano for them and start sending them. Automatically, like you don't have to touch any buttons. It just happens. Not even one. I like and that. So we look at that and we get a notification the minute that that lead comes back to our website to check on one of those listings that we sent them. At that point, I get an email and I, it's like a brand new lead to me. At that point, I am 100% relevant. If I had called them a, a day before even to say, mm. 
you know, hey, John, I know you were inquiring off of Realtor.com five days ago. We haven't been able to connect. That is not a relevant phone call. That's a cold call. And frequently, you're going to catch a client who is doing something different and the conversation is not going to go the way that you want it to because you have to break the ice. It's a cold call. It was terrible. However, if I wait until that next day and he opens my email and he looks at three of those houses that came off of the auto search, I know which houses he looked at. I know what time he opened the email. I know that he's sitting there on his computer looking at the thing that I just sent. And then I know that he just saw my first and last name in my email when he opened it to go to the website. So I jam jump on the phone and, hey, John, it's Anthony Graham with Remax Town & Country, Elite Home Sellers. You're on my website right now taking a look at 123 Main Street. I just wanted to see if you had any extra questions or if you might want to go take a look at it this weekend. The ice has already been broken for you because you know that he opened your email. You know that he knows your first and last name. And you know that he's currently on your website that's got your picture sitting up in the front corner of it. So that's really what we stress to our agents is consistent and persistent follow-up is absolutely paramount. But if you could choose one out of a 100 different times to follow up, let's follow up yeah. when relevant and when we know that the Fo conversation Follow up when relevant. So it's just taking an hour of power and calling everybody, bang, 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 bang. You're getting a notification that Joseph Jones, who was there six months ago and just happened to pop back on, looked at Umpty Ump Street, and boom, you're on the phone right there saying, hey, I see you're looking at Umpty Ump Street. Do you want to see that on Saturday, right? You're hitting the target at the exact right time. Exactly. And it's, it's the difference between what we convert versus what our competitors convert. Um, it, it really, really is. The other beauty of it is, is that sometimes I'll have somebody that clicked an inquiry six months, 12 months before they were ready to actually move. They live in a different state. Well, my system now on a weekly basis, at least sometimes a daily basis, is sending them listing alerts. When they are finally ready to make that move and get serious about it, the quickest thing for them to do is go into their email, open my email, and start looking at the homes that I've been sending them versus going back to Zillow, going back to Trulia, going back to homes.com, and inquiring again. So we have a follow-up system that we don't have to do anything with, and we're able to generate a lead 12 months ago that we could still convert and sell in the future, whereas most people that buy these inquiry leads off of realtor.com don't have a support system to where if they don't get them in the first five days, that goes in the trash. There's no reason to ever call them again. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I mean, I just have this vision of you just, you know, you and your team, uh, you know, just kind of waiting by the computer or waiting. Bing. And yeah. you're like, oh, somebody's there. Boom. And if you do two of those a day, the quality is like you said, so much better, and the phone call is so much more relevant than just uh, you know a whole hour of power later that night or, or early that morning. It really is. That's great. That's great. So, so what's your favorite uh, script when it comes to follow up or when it comes to you know working with buyers, sellers, that sort of sure. thing? Sure, we're just really, really short, sweet, and to the point. Um, I mean, just immediately. I don't like to call and you know sit there and how's your day going and da, da, da. i mean it is straight to the point hey this is anthony graham with remax town and country i got your information off of the 123 main street house off of realtor.com um i just calling to see if you had any questions about it or if you wanted to schedule a time to go see it in person and at that point they'll always give you some piece of information i mean some people they're just rude and they say no i don't want to talk to you and just hang up but normally they'll say 
you know, yes, actually, we are in town. We would like to go and see it this weekend. Mm. And then that gives me, you know, hey, give me a little bit more about what you're looking for. I'd like to set up three or four more houses if we're going to be out there. Let's see one and then go see the others. But inevitably, they'll always give you something that you can react to in that conversation and start to steer it the direction that you want it to go. And I, I think that anybody that answers the phone is going to be very impressed. Like, like if they're unimpressed and it's annoying to them that you're calling them while they're looking at something on their cell phone, then they're not going to get you. But right. if they pick it up and they're like, hello, and you're like, hey, this is Anthony Graham, they're going to be like, wow. And, and you could be like, hey, you know, do you want to see it? Yes. Yeah. And it's amazing how different the attitude is on the phone from what what I started with, you know, seven, eight years ago to how we do it now. And yeah, it's, it's just much easier. They And they appreciate it, too. Now, what happens if it's nine thirty, ten o'clock at night? Do you, do you exactly. have your little bingy on there? Yeah. Yeah. So we still definitely get leads all hours of the night and, and we hours of the morning. Um, our agents are still expected to follow up with those immediately. If it's after 9 p.m., it is, if it's before 9 p.m., we'll still call. If it's after 9 p.m., then generally we'll pick up the phone and text really quickly. And it's it's a simple text grip as well. It's, it's hey, John, I got your message on Realtor.com about 123 Main Street. Um, I'm up. Is it okay to call? And a lot of times they'll say, no, texting would be better. Or they'll text you back with a question that leads you to believe you need to be texting them. Um, but half of them will say, no, I'm on the computer. Go ahead and call. And if you get that invitation to call at 9, 9.30 at night, 10, 10.30 at night, and you have a good conversation, you can pretty much guarantee that that's your new client um, because they appreciate it. Again, instant gratification. They want the answers to their questions. And as long as you precursor with, hey, is it okay to call, then they're happy that they got those answers tonight instead of tomorrow morning. And now, do you believe that a call is that much more a quality lead than a, a text or email? 100%. Yeah, I really do. Um, rapport is not really built through text or email. Um, personality is not really perceived through text or email so much. And they, it's very easy for the consumer to forget about you or to just ignore you um, until you started having those phone conversations. So we really do continue to stress that that the phone is the king when it comes to follow-up. So what are you doing specifically to build rapport on a call with a buyer? You know, I'm just asking specific questions. Uh, do you have children in K through 12 schools? Where do you where are you going to be commuting? Oh, you're going to commute to there. What do you do for a living? Um, you know, where do you live now? Can you describe the home that you're in? Sometimes people will say, oh, you know, I live in a craftsman. And oh, my gosh, I absolutely love craftsmen. Those are probably my favorite architecture um, in your area or, you know, just any of that stuff. If you're if you're personable on the phone, if you genuinely care and like to have conversations with people, then that rapport kind of almost comes seamlessly as long as you're able to carry on a conversation. Wow. Wow. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Okay. So what about listings? What are you doing to get listings? You know what? All of my listings come from referral. Um, I've always been really weighted heavy on buyers and it's not anything that I'm proud or excited to admit. Um, I would love to have a system for generating more listings. Um, but currently 
I just use the the fact that I've been doing it for nine years and we get repeat clients, we get referrals, we, you know, top of mind stuff. Um, but to answer your question, I don't really have a system for finding listings right now. You're just, you're just getting referrals. So, all right. So let's focus on what you're good at then. So you're good at taking realtor.com leads and, and turning them into commission checks. What specifically are you doing other than just simply buying uh, zones or buying zip codes with realtor.com? Is there any secrets there? Or really, no, there's not. Um, we have taken and done some extra research to determine. Okay, so one of the things that we figured out is if you have a really low priced home in that zip code, then chances are your budget on that zip code is going to be wasted on that very low priced home. The lower priced homes seem to get far more inquiries than the you know bread and butters, the 300s, the 400s in our area. And so um, that was something that we kind of learned the hard way, especially when we have to sign six and 12 month contracts, um, because you know we'll get say like 40 leads out of this one account uh, subscription that we have, but it's got like an $88,000 house in it that in the first month, 12 people inquire about, well, there just went 12 out of my 40 leads for that account all of them wasted on an $88,000 lead that most of my agents aren't even going to call back. And so that's something that we we definitely learned the hard way. Um, but then otherwise, what we do is I do try to find the zip codes that have the higher priced homes. But if you find a zip code that is all high price, like say a million plus, most of those consumers are not going to Realtor.com or Zillow or Trulia to search for their homes. Those people are contacting an agent that were referred to them from minute one, and chances are that agent is doing all of the searching for them. So what I found is for these inquiry leads is doing some research and tracking to find the zip codes and accounts that give you the most amount of your bread and butter price ranges, the 250s to 500s basically, and then buying every account that I can get my hands on to the point where my rep, the, the minute that something comes available, I get first crack at it because I never turn them down. Um, if there's opportunity to expand, we're going to jump on it. Yeah, I've heard that before from uh, my partner, Mike Sloan, who runs our team in that, you know, Realtor.com is, you know, good if you can get the higher end uh, listings yeah. or get uh, decent listings that are going to procure decent commissions. Exactly. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. So let's talk about this new leaf you're turning over. You're, you're bringing on buyer agents, nine years. You've done it yourself. How is it releasing some control? What, what are you doing to, to help you do that? Because I think that a lot of agents out there, you know, listening to this are solo agents and do want to build a team to give them uh, more leverage as far as a lifestyle is concerned. So they don't burn out. Uh, how are you handling that process? It has been really difficult. And what I have found is that it's mainly a mindset shift. It, when you are used to running your own business for eight, nine years, and everything is, you know, you have to be accountable to yourself. The only person that can let you down is yourself. And then all of a sudden, now you've got to release some of that control, release some of that responsibility to somebody else. And and, and the, the reality is, is that you don't know them well enough to say, can I feel comfortable releasing this responsibility and know that even with my name behind it, it's going to get done the right way. And so that was very, very difficult. It is a mindset shift and I just have to, I just have to do it. You've got to trust in the fact that you made the right decision when you hired that person. You've got to trust in the fact that without releasing that control, that you're just 
going to make yourself busier and crazier. And then just basically jump off the deep end. Um, what I have noticed here recently over the last six months is that it really has created probably more work for me on a daily basis um, rather than less. Huh. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. So did you, have you installed any checks and balances to keep you from having to work that much more harder? Well, so it's not even that I'm necessarily having to work harder. It's that I feel completely responsible for everything that those three agents know and do on a daily basis. And I don't feel comfortable enough that I have trained them or had enough time to train them that in this crazy real estate market, how everything changes on an hourly basis, that they are prepared for every scenario that is created. So in turn, I feel more comfortable letting them know that at any given moment at the drop of a hat, you can call me and ask me even a stupid question and get the correct answer. And then I feel more comfortable knowing that at least you know the right answer versus you speculating or feeling that you don't want to bother me or what have you. And so that's really what's created the additional work. However, it's it's gratifying. Um, and I like I said, I see the light at the end of the tunnel to where in about six months, I think that all three of my team members should pretty much know exactly what to do and when to do it at most scenarios. And then I will actually be able to take my one week vacation and, you know, stop answering the phone at 730 at night and take one day off a week and so on and so forth. So that's what I'm working toward. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I mean, you're raising kids. There's an upbringing yeah. process. That's a that, great analogy. It's, that's dead on. But it, but it is amazing, and I know there's more like you. When was the last time you took a week of vacation? Mm, it wasn't really vacation because I worked every day. Um, it, it was last October, and I took uh, nine days to go out and see my uncle in um, Hawaii. And my uncle is a real estate broker as well. And I worked probably two to four hours a day every single day of that vacation. So um, if you want a true vacation, it's been probably five years. And that therein lies your motivation, right? Otherwise, you just continue to control it all, right? That, well, exactly. your, your whole yeah. motivation, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Very good. Well, good stuff. Well, good stuff. Well, listen, Anthony, I'm going to wrap this up uh, with our flagship question, and that is this. If I were to put you on a TV show similar to Survivor, and I were to put, let's say, 10 solo agents on there who are fighting for their lives, right? They are basically in a, on an island. There's commerce on the island. People are buying and selling real estate. All you each have is a cell phone, a laptop, and $500. What are you specifically going to do to sell more houses than the other nine agents because after the end of each week, the agent who did the least amount of business gets thrown off the reality TV show. How is Anthony going to be the winner of this show and the last one surviving? I think my answer to that would be that I would learn more than everybody, all of my competitors combined. I, when I dove into the luxury market, it was very, very similar. I was a, a younger guy. I didn't live in those areas. I didn't know those areas. And it, the perception was you needed to have been born and raised there to sell there. And so I, every single day, I spent hours on the computer researching property records, tax records, um, old sales, sales that didn't sell, expired, canceled listings, Everything that I could know, any time that a home was open and available for me to go and walk through it, whether I had a buyer or not, I was there walking through the home 
to understand what the difference between two and a half million and three million was, the difference between $300 a foot and $400 a foot. And I would say that, you know, you pick me up, you throw me in an area that I don't know against nine people that are in the same scenario that I am. I wouldn't even need the $500. Um, I'd need the cell phone. I'd need the computer. But I would sit and learn everything that there was to know so that when somebody questioned my skills or my knowledge on, oh, you think you should sell for that, then I know that, um, you know, Mary Sue and, and Bob Bellin down the street sold their house at exactly this price. It took them exactly this many days. And Mr. and Mrs. Seller, you wanting an extra 250000 out of your house, you're crazy because here's exactly why it's not going to happen. Um, I found that a lot of people took me a lot more seriously when I could back up everything that I was talking about and knew more than people that had been doing the luxury market in Dallas for 15, 20 years. Mm. Um, so I'd say that, yeah, you put me in that scenario, I'm going to work harder to learn the market faster than any of my competitors, and I'm going to slay them for the next 10 weeks in a row. And you're just gonna you're gonna slam by just working hard by hustling by yeah exactly and 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 then you know after I know everything and and while I know everything and I'm learning everything I'm gonna shake every single hand that I can find and you know the, I'm Anthony Graham I sell real estate and I naturally like to talk about real estate and so um, that that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna talk to everybody that's willing to listen to me about houses about real estate about the market. And then in my off time, I'm going to learn everything there is to know about the, the active inventory, the sold inventory, and the behind-the-curtains inventory. Yeah, just, just to sound as an expert and to build yeah. that confidence. I mean, here's a funny story. Last night, my wife and I had dinner. Uh, we when, when, Whenever we go out to dinner, a lot of times we'll just sit at the bar, uh, get better service that way, and it's, it's more interesting. And so we're sitting at the bar, and... Uh, this lady comes up and she's like, oh, welcome to the screen door. Great to have you guys and, 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 talking to us. And we're chit-chatting with her. I'm like, uh, do you own the place? And uh, she goes, no, actually, it's my first day. No kidding. Yeah. And I wouldn't have asked her that if she wasn't so confident and so right. uh, assertive. And, and she goes, well, no, I was in the hospitality uh, world in Las Vegas for 20 years. And I just moved back home here to South Carolina. And I, I'm just very confident about you know, bars and restaurants and things like that. And I was like, wow. And that's essentially exactly what you're talking about. You would just yeah. uh, have that air about you uh, so that you're, you're confident. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, Anthony, best of luck to you in Dallas, Texas and surrounding areas. Thanks so much for coming on the show. And hopefully uh, in the future, we'll uh, meet face to face. Pat, that sounds great, man. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this session of Real Estate Rockstars. I'm Pat Hyben, and I appreciate you spending time tuning in for some rock-solid advice. I encourage you to take action on something that you have connected with. These insights, along with goal-setting, will help carry you to achieving your destiny. Visit hybendigital.com for resources, how-tos, ebooks, and so much more. Also, reach out to us on Twitter. My handle is at Pat Hyben. And don't forget, Rockstar Nation, keep rocking. Listen up, Rockstar Nation. I am going on three years now doing this podcast. And you know, I've had uh, oh, well over 300 guests on here. And I hope you guys have learned a lot. I know I have learned a ton. And, and even though we try to get to all meat and potatoes, 
and have people give actionable content on this podcast. There's only so much we can do with one interviewee. And uh, there were a couple of things that I seem to find that real estate industry, uh, the sales industry, it, at least in my opinion, was yearning for. And one of those is a hyper, hyper, hyper focus on the listing appointments. I think there's a huge frustration out there from agents that, you know, quite frankly, lose listing appointments. It's It, it can ruin your month. One lost listing, especially if it sells right away and it's a decent price, can ruin your month. It might even ruin your year. It's a, a kick in the gut and nobody wants to feel that. And I think that a lot of people want to be empowered better. And there's very few courses on how to, you know, put on a Superman cape and go in there and, and take the listing every single time. So what I did is I interviewed eight top agents from around the world. I've got five different companies represented. All have been on this show. So you guys know them. You know, I've got Jeff Quinton. I've got Nate Martinez, Jeff Cohn. I've got Rachel Adams out of Sacramento, California. Uh, Brendan Payne, Aaron West, Dan Greeb, and Saul Z. All, all super agents, all rock stars. Just completely pull back the curtain and let everybody, a camera, see how they do listing appointments. And so what I did is I took these and I broke them up. It, it was evident that everybody's listing appointment pretty much broke down to six steps. And we took these six steps and broke them down into f more sub-chapters. Then we created quizzes uh, that go along with them and a certification, and we're calling it uh, the listing appointment certification. And it's in the finishing phases now. Uh, I don't have it for sale. And so what I thought I would do is since I haven't spent a dime on marketing yet, I will take the marketing fee and the marketing amount normally spent and just discount it for anybody that wants to sign up for it prematurely before it comes out. You don't have to pay anything now and you don't have to buy it. Just let me know now that you could consider buying it in the future and you'll get 50% uh, off. I'm going to sell for $4.99 as soon as I make it uh, public and then I'll give it to you guys for $249. $249. All you got to do is send an email to rockstar at hybin.com. Rockstar at hybin.com. I'm also uh, creating a Another product with Jeff Cohn, which is a team building product. We don't have the details of the price of that yet, but if you're interested in that, just put uh, also interested in Jeff Cohn's uh, product in the email as well. Just also interested in the team building product as well. So I uh, hope to get your emails and look forward to calling you a certified listing agent and a certified team agent in the future. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.